Glory to Jesus Christ. Today, uh, it's the second Sunday after Pentecost, and so we celebrate our, commemorate our local saints, the saints of North America. As one of the hymns from Vespers last night makes clear, we celebrate all the saints of North America, not just those known by us, but also those known only to God. Uh, I'm going to quote this little hymn, Come, let us praise the saints of North America. Holy hierarchs, venerable monastics, and glorious martyrs, pious men, women, and children, both known and unknown, through their words and deeds in various walks of life, by the grace of the Spirit, they achieved true holiness. Keep in mind that that section right there, pious men, women, and children, both known and unknown, through their words and deeds in various walks of life. Sometimes when we hear about the lives of saints, we might have a a thought like, oh, that's amazing. They do those amazing things. And that's, oh, wow, that's, I can't believe it. But that's a saint. That's not me. I couldn't do that. That's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. Our saints are not like some category of mythic hero like Achilles or Odysseus who were descended from the Olympian gods. Or they're not like our comic book heroes who get their powers from like some radioactive encounter or being from some other planet or dimension. Our saints are just like us. They are what we aim for in the life in Christ. But then we need to ask, well, how do they do it? If they're just like us and we're where we are, how do we get where they are? What is it that makes a saint? Um, especially, as the hymn said, those from various walks of life. Um, what is it that makes, I'm going to quote an essay by St. Justin Popovich here. What is it that makes a teacher become a holy teacher, a merchant become a holy merchant, an architect become a holy architect, a doctor become a holy doctor, a mother become a holy mother, or a father or husband? You get the idea. Well, the answer is in today's gospel. The Beatitudes. In fact, in another hymn from last night, the saints were described as living Christ's Beatitudes. So the Beatitudes are all those blessed bees that I just read through, and and they're really familiar to us. Um, And sometimes when a part of Scripture is really familiar to us, we kind of stop, almost stop paying attention to what it actually means. And in fact, this, the Beatitudes themselves, we sing at almost every divine liturgy. So they're really familiar. We hear them a lot. And there's a tendency for them to kind of come in one ear and go out the other without really stopping in between. Um, So I want to kind of step through these Beatitudes real quick. Um, Because they are nothing less than the instructions for becoming a saint. Each blessed bee is not actually a category of people. It sounds like it is, but it's not. I, I would suggest... It's not even a noun, it's a verb. Think of it as an action, an activity. So, if each blessed be is a verb, it's something we must do. So, the poor in spirit. Well, the poor in spirit understand their spiritual poverty. Being poor in spirit, foremost, means that you rely on God completely. Because you have nothing of your own. The poor in spirit know that everything comes from God and so look to God for everything, not trusting in princes or in sons of men. 
Those who mourn. Well, that one's obviously a verb. They're mourning, right? But they're mourning their sins and the fallen condition of the world. But it's not a mourning of despair or uh, morose kind of morbidity. Morbidity. It is a, um, it's a mourning filled with hope. It's the same kind of, of mourning and hope that we have during Lent into Pascha. Those who mourn then lead, lead a life of repentance. They're continually turning towards God. So that's the verb there. They're continually turning towards God. The meek. So this is a word that gets understood differently in, in most of our lives. But scripturally, it's, it's not actually what we usually think of as we think of meek. Um, meekness, this is a, from St. John Climacus. Meekness is an unchangeable state of mind which remains the same in honor and dishonor. So what does that mean? It means that meekness is giving thanks to God in all things, good and bad, whatever comes your way, you give thanks to God. That's actually what it means to be meek. It's this stability, this steadiness of no matter what comes, of giving thanks to God. The merciful, that one's a kind of obvious too. They do acts of mercy. That's the verb there. They're merciful. They understand their own need of God's mercy and so act with mercy towards everyone. The pure in heart. Now that definitely sounds like a category of people, I know. But I'm going to tell you it's a verb <laughs> because they are purifying their heart. They're continuously purifying their heart. Like all of these things, this is not a once and done activity. The pure in heart are continually purifying their heart. By casting off pride, wicked thoughts, sinful motivations, they're uniting themselves to Christ. Peacemakers. Okay, that one's a little more obvious. They're, they've acquired the spirit of peace and then bring that peace to all around them. They bring enemies together. They heal the wounds and divisions that separate people. Persecuted. Okay, that definitely sounds like a category of people, right? But it's not, because you don't get persecuted for sitting at home on your couch thinking good thoughts about Jesus. So to become persecuted means you're doing something, right? You're taking an action. <clears throat> the persecuted, along with those who are, quote, reviled and have evil things said about them for Jesus Christ's sake, are behaving. They're taking action in a way that they get noticed and then are persecuted for. They're following the commandments. They're doing things. <laughs> And then in the midst of their persecutions, this is maybe the most critical part, they forgive their persecutors. So there you go. Easy, right? Easy to become a saint. That's all you have to do. <laughs> Simple, maybe, but not easy. Brothers and sisters, the gospel message is an invitation to the feast. It is an invitation to become saints. For Mark to become holy Mark. For Nate to become holy Nate. For Natalie to become holy Natalie. For Lynn to become holy Lynn. The gospel is an invitation to live the life in Christ. And the Beatitudes describe what we must do. The verbs of holiness. The life in Christ is not thinking good thoughts about Jesus. The life in Christ is doing the deeds. Praying the prayers. Feeding, clothing, caring covering, comforting Christ himself in each other. Brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ says to each and every one of us, like he did to the brothers in the gospel today, follow me. Then he gives us instructions 
for how to follow him in the Beatitudes. And at the end, he says, rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. So, brothers and sisters, let us imitate the deeds of the saints of North America who now stand before the throne of God, praying for our salvation and praising God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.